Before we get started with the show today, I just want to remind everyone to go to www.messystudiopodcast.com and click the donate button. You can set up a recurring monthly donation or a single-time donation for literally any amount. But for listeners who donate above $10 a month or above $30 for a single-time donation, we will be thanking you directly on the show. So once again, that's www.messystudiopodcast.com and click the donate button. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about considering commissions. Many artists work regularly on commission, take that kind of arrangement in stride, and depend on this for regular income. Yet others find their restrictions challenging, accept them with reservations, and may even refuse them completely. And many artists are confused about how to proceed the first time someone offers them a commission. Today, we will talk about the pros and cons and what to consider when working on commission. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So I often like to look up different terms that get kind of tossed around. And so I wanted to look up the word commission. And Oxford's first definition is, quote, an instruction, command, or duty given to a person or group of people, unquote. And I think the um, the commandment aspect of this description is, is usually a little bit looser with an art commission. Right. Go, create. <laughs> but there is this sense in that, even in that description of... Um, being ordered about. <laughs> and there are artists who really don't want to be told what to do. Well, your customer in this case has something in mind before you even begin. And that right. can be something that's very difficult for an artist to, to work with it. Right. So um, some artists never work on commission. And they they not only don't like that sort of um, upfront knowing where they're going with it, but you know, most of us have kind of a path that we're on and we're pursuing new ideas. And so Oftentimes, a commission reflects back on something you've done in the past. You know, somebody likes this painting, but they would like it to be bigger or, you know, base base the new painting on this older painting kind of thing. And, you know, that can bother an artist. Um, and um, th- there's sort of a sense of being watched over, I guess, like somebody's looking over your shoulder. Uh, and, and these are things that, you know, can can get in the way of of accepting a commission. Um, But for for a lot of artists, I think commissions are very welcome because they they definitely have some real advantages. I mean, in some ways, they're like gold. And obviously, the first one is it's a guaranteed purchase or I would say 90% guaranteed. Sometimes there's a loophole if the person doesn't accept the, the end product. So, you know, to be able to work on something that is already sold is, you know, it's nice. And and you can count on that income. And oftentimes these are for public places. Not always. There's lots of private commissions as well. But typically in a public building for a really large painting, there's a commission that's somewhat site-specific. You know, this we, want, we need a painting to fit in this particular lobby or this hallway or whatever it is. And you know that people are going to see it. And that's that's really nice. It's not um, hidden away somewhere. And there are also the 
actually the unique aspects of having a sort of assignment that can be, if you with the right attitude, can be fun I and mean, can be interesting to say, I need this size, I need this color range, and how am I going to make it work? And so um, it can actually push you into some new ideas. And I've had that happen in my own experience and, and really enjoyed it. And I think in a big sense, too, it's just a validation of your work. Um, looks good on your resume, but it's also, you know, the outside world is saying, some aspect of the outside world is saying, we trust you enough, we like your work enough that we're going to pay you up front for something or promise to pay you up front for something that you're going to do. And, you know, that feels good. So um, I think those are all really good reasons to take on a commission. That said, I I do understand why people don't like them, and I have friends that won't take them, and I get it. Yeah, it kind of seems like there may be an aspect of um, retreading old ground if somebody's looking at mm-hmm. your older work and saying, oh, I really like stuff like this or like that, and mm-hmm. having to kind of step backwards instead of moving forwards in your creative journey. Yeah. Um, and also an aspect that, that maybe feels almost like school, you know, and, and <laughs> most of us went through at least 12 years of that and then another right. four or eight years of, of it afterwards. And, you know, after 20 years of school, like, I've had enough of that. Yeah, I think a lot of people maybe <laughs> feel like it's just there's no amount of money that will make me do that. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, yeah, people are really different. And I think if I think. Weighing a a commission on its individual merits is probably a good idea. If someone is asking you to do something that you really feel like, oh, no, they want you to go back to something you painted 10 years ago or whatever, and you really don't want to do it, and maybe you don't really need the money that much, you know, it's just kind of like weighing it out, um, what's, what's it worth to you to do it. And But on some level, it's always kind of an honor that somebody – is commissioning you. I mean, it's it's a nice um, acknowledgement of what you do. I think, and I think when when in the introduction you said something about how oftentimes if you haven't done a commission before and this idea comes up, and it could be with a friend or it could be through a gallery, it could be a lot of ways that you get these commissions. Um, you you don't know quite how to approach it. Um, because if you if you try to figure out some formula that everybody's using, there isn't one. I don't think there there are a few standards. I mean, usually there's something requested up front, a certain percentage, or an additional cost on top of your base price that is money down. It's it's a deposit, if you will, and oftentimes there's some expectation that you would provide in-progress photos or at least in-progress reports, keep the person up to date with what's going on. And within those kind of loose arrangements, I, I think there's a lot of variation and it's up to the artist sometimes to figure that out. Sometimes if you get a commission through a gallery then or a designer, interior designers do this as well and commission artists, um, they they may have a pretty standard contract that they work with, and you know it's up to you to approve that. And they may ask you to be somewhat flexible if they're eager to make the sale. So sometimes you have a little pressure from this whatever third party is involved to say, "Hey, come on, do it," you know. And but it's always up to you. And 
other times, um, oh, I will say too about the galleries. If if you're working with a third party, they they will get their percentage. And typically with a gallery, it's just as if you're selling through a gallery. They're going to have 50% of whatever the, you know, the person is paying for it. So, you know, recognizing that. If you can arrange them personally, it's a little more complicated, but you don't have that commission. Yeah, it does seem like there's maybe some advantages to working with with some sort of middle party between you and your customer in the case of a commission, somebody who understands what your interests are as an artist and will advocate for you in that process and really understands the process and the contract involved. I I would agree with that, um, especially for a big public project or something like that. I've got a little story later on in the podcast about trying to do one uh, on my own that was difficult because I didn't have anyone um, kind of um, being a liaison person. <laughs> and some of us really have trouble dealing directly with uh, negotiating about our art because it is, it always feels a little difficult to, I don't know, for some of us anyway. <laughs> there, and, and I will say too, there are artists that work all the time on commission, um, especially in the field of things like portraits. I mean, typically a portrait is commissioned, right? And other very specific personal things, pictures of pets and houses and things that are part of someone's life. Um, and if you are that sort of artist, you're probably used to making these arrangements. It's what you do. And the arrangements that you make, whether you're starting out or or whether you do this all the time, again, they have to suit you personally. Starting out, some things to think about um, you know, setting your own terms, are you going to work more or less from your base price for a certain size of painting and not really change it that much? Maybe ask for part of it in advance, maybe add a small amount for, if you say you have to buy a custom-made panel or some particular materials that you don't normally use or for the actual materials themselves. So whatever they are. And so sometimes there are artists who add quite a bit to the to the price, maybe as much as 50% because of the reasons we said early on. You're stepping aside from your normal creative practice and you are doing this, um, I won't say as a favor because there's certainly money involved, but you're making a concession to what the person wants. They're asking a lot of you to, to do a commission yeah. and uh, yeah. the price uh, in some sense should reflect that. Um, you know, I would think that maybe for an artist who wanted more commissions, they might actually offer some kind of discount. Um, but uh, that would be, I think, something you have to determine in your own kind of price structure. And Right. I mean, that that again, it's, it's so there's so much personal input here. And there right. is, really isn't a standard unless you are, say, working through a gallery. And I would also add, as kind of an aside, that if somebody approaches you about a commission in the area where you have a gallery or you know the person has seen your work at the gallery, it really is only fair to the gallery to include them in this discussion. And that the person, you know, don't allow the collector to kind of work around behind the gallery's back because that's really never appreciated, <laughs> even though you'll end up sharing part of the money with, with the gallery. Um, 
it may be less than they would normally charge if you come to them and say, hey, this is what happened. And, you know, they didn't really arrange it. But it's only good business practice to to know that. So consider your expenses overall, your time, um, and uh, also to discuss with, with the client about shipping, delivery, installation, all those kinds of things. Who's going to pay for that? And, you know, that's, again, it's up to you. And you may be able to deliver it yourself. I've done that. Or you may have to involve a shipping company. And do you want to go through the whole thing of figuring out what that's going to cost? Or do you want to just say, I'm making this art work of art and you, the customer, has to not necessarily range it, but you're going to pay for it, whatever it is. Because sometimes it's hard to figure out ahead of time. Um, how much do you want to share your in-process work? I think this depends on your comfort level as an artist and also on your process. Because some, I know in my own work, if I sent somebody a picture of it halfway through. Right, they they'd say, this looks nothing like nothing. what I want. <laughs> it's going to change a whole lot. Um, and... It, on the other hand, if it's fairly planned ahead, there's no reason not to say, hey, look what's going on here. This, this is halfway done or something. So that really, I think, depends on your process. Um, how much freedom do you require as an artist? And and this is all over the place. Sometimes someone will ask you to more or less reproduce something, and it may be on a totally different scale. And I've had this experience where here's a 12 by 12 inch painting and it's going to be huge. It's going to be, you know, five feet high or something. Um, and what do you say to the, to the client who asks you to do that? Because there are aspects of process that work on different scales in different ways. And I think it's quite honest to say, uh, this is not going to look exactly like the smaller version. I need freedom. And, and there are a lot of times when the person commissioning, especially something for their home on a personal level, they will just say, you know, I like your work. I trust what you do. I have some colors in mind, but or a size, but go for it. You know, and then those are those are really nice because then you you could just be yourself, and uh, so so be aware of what level of c communication is comfortable and how much um, you want to share as you go. Um, how much time you realistically need. And I've I've lost a commission by being realistic about the time that it would take me to do it. And I really thought about it. And I thought, you know, with everything else going on, and it would have been a very big one, a big commission. But I, th I said, I can do it in this time slot, but not until then. And they went with somebody else. And I, and I was told by the designer I was their first choice, but they wanted the piece sooner. And I said, well, I, I can't. And, and so... It doesn't do anybody any favors to say, I'll get it done in a month when you know you have too many other things going on. Yeah, and, always better to be upfront about about your needs and how you're going to fit into this because it's it's just going to make people upset later if if yeah. th things don't work out like that. Yeah. And and again, with, with privately arranged commissions and somebody comes to you, ask yourself, are you comfortable with this negotiation? You know, it's... Is it better to go through a gallery and is it better to have somebody figuring these things out <laughs> so that you don't have to be involved in the nitty gritty of it? For plenty of people, it's just fine. I find it a little difficult myself. 
And and I think the ultimate question too, which we think about when we're working on these things, is what if the client doesn't like it? You know, in the end, is there? Do they have an out? Is there a clause where they don't have to accept it? And what what amount of money will it have been worth to you to do the work, even if it's not acceptable to them? And this is pretty tricky, I think. A lot of artists would feel that if they did something, the client decided not to take it, they would keep whatever the materials deposit or whatever that upfront payment was, but feel that they would just sell the painting elsewhere if the client didn't like it. Uh, another strategy that I know a lot of artists use is to do uh, more than one. When someone requires a 30 by 40 painting, you do two 30 by 40 paintings of similar, you know, according to what they are looking for and let them choose. And and this seems to work pretty well. The only downside to it is that there is something that the client values about a very, at about a unique painting that's done just for them. And if you show them two similar paintings and say, well, pick one, obviously you've got another one that's very much like it. And I don't think that would bother a lot of people, but some people might think, hey, I thought I, this was special for me. you know. <laughs> so that's just something to keep in mind with that strategy. But um, it does it's pretty common that people do that. Yeah, it seems like, um, you know, that kind of that special for me premium on the painting, uh, it goes along with a little bit more freedom, though. You know, like that person who's just saying, I really like your style. These are kind of the colors I need to, in mm -hmm. order to fit in this spot in my home. But I really want you to do something for me. You know, they're going to give you a little bit more freedom. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, if, if somebody's being really specific about what they want, it seems like maybe they can't be quite as... Mm. Uh, picky about whether about just how unique that painting is. Yeah, that's a good point. And I obviously, if somebody is very detailed about what they want you to do, you really don't need to do two. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> one will be enough. You'll you'll get it all in one one shot. And when they're just, you know, I mean, it's it's brave of the person commissioning you. Really, I mean, they're taking a risk, and they they may just have a somewhat vague idea of you know. I like your work. I want something special for this room with these colors. And they're trusting you a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> you have to appreciate that and as much as possible work with them and figure out how it's going to work out between you. And um, it can be a beautiful thing. It can be really joyful. I, I have just finished a commission like that. And someone... Um, basically looked at a pretty small painting and said, uh, I, I, you know, I like the colors. It's intense red color. I, uh, I did question him at one point. I said, I could, I could either go kind of soft or more organic with this painting, or I could put in some strong shapes as I've been doing more recently. And he said, well, yeah, I kind of like the softer, more organic look. And that was just fine with me because I've been kind of exploring both things at once at this point in time. So, I said, okay. And so I did this. I just finished it recently and showed it to him. And he was really happy. He hasn't seen the actual painting yet, but um, it was, I felt so happy to be giving him what he wanted. I, it really was a nice feeling. And those are, those are the really good commissions, I think, where you, you feel connected to the person. Like, I have something personal to offer you. And you're you're happy to get it, right? And I, I think it's important to recognize what 
what that customer's motivations are. Like, what are they getting out of this? Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that a, a commissioned piece of artwork is is much like a bespoke suit or, you know, any other kind of like customized, uh-huh. personalized thing in their life, you know, where it's tailored to them and it fits them. And it's also um, an indication of success in their life, mm-hmm. um, you know, either just for them personally or to, to display for other people. Look what I've achieved. I can commission artwork. Yeah. And, and people just people who just love your work or art in general. Yeah, they're fans. It it creates, you know, beauty in their home that they really like. Mm-hmm. And so in all those ways, it, it can be just a nice experience. And then, the, you know, it really is a, a continuum because you can go all the way down to something very impersonal that's pretty well dictated to you. And maybe it's probably in a public place or something. And you can still get pleasure and you can still enjoy it, but you don't have that personal connection. Yeah, it seems like there's a, a big difference between dealing with an individual who wants a piece and, and something like a, a company or yeah. you know, a uh, a public area where they're right. and very you're often, dealing with a committee of sorts. You and know? very often in that case, you're working with a designer because they will have hired a designer to create this space. And the designer is going to be the one, interior designer is going to be the one talking to you about this is what we want. <laughs> And so you're really pleasing that person as well as whatever this vague committee right. or situation may be. And um, I've I've had those type of commissions. And yeah, it's it's more like an assignment in that case. It's like you're, you're doing a job for somebody. And but because they're usually large, they can be quite lucrative, and that's a good reason. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the 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 two biggest ones I've had are. Um, in the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Texas. And besides the fact that they they were lucrative, but they also, I like the idea that they're in this place where people are um, going through trauma in their life. Right, and in recovery. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is in a research center. But still, it's it's all in this big complex of buildings in which people pass through that are, that are having difficulties or or they're scientists and they're working on things. And it's like, um, oh, here's something very um, right brain for you to look at. So I, I kind of like that whole, the whole feeling of being part of that situation in the sense of perhaps I can be helpful in some way on yeah. some level. That's, being part of a, a culture of healing. Yeah. So that, so there could be aspects of that to a public building as well. And, and, you know, there's so many things that enter into. I think they're very individualized. When you when you get a commission, as I said earlier, you know, you may love the idea, you may not love the idea, <laughs> and and listen to your own gut on that. I would say, um, I I did a little bit of um, talking to some people I know that do have done commissions or do commissions just to get a little more of a sense of. Um, how people handle them, and one of them is Jenny Herzog. She's a um, painter in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And she works on commission with architectural design, uh, abstractions based on architectural design. She's She's been a guest on this program, she hasn't has, she? She has, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, we'll uh, link to that episode in the show notes. Yeah, and, and she said she always gets a 50% deposit before beginning the work. The balance is due before it is shipped. She sends in-progress photos, and the piece is not finished until the customer's happy with it. 
And and she also told a little story. Only once did a customer want to return a commission, and that was because their interior designer wanted something different. And the customer said they liked the piece, but they ended up rejecting it. And then she she did not give them their money back until she sold that piece to someone else. So that's a kind of an interesting approach. Um, Allison B. Cook, a friend of mine in Milwaukee, another artist that you may know, she's only done a few commissions. I mean, she's kind of like me, as you could count them on your hand and but she would ask for half down and basically though using her base price um not increasing it maybe just only a little bit and my my own approach is to use my base prices and and i base those on a sliding scale per square inch and then um like I, I would add in some extra for materials or custom panels, just a little bit. Like realistically, do I have to go spend $700 on a big panel or something? Um, and I would charge the client for delivery. And I get this 10% non-refundable upfront. And that's even if I'm working with a gallery who's going to take 50%. So I say to the gallery, I need that 10% upfront to me you know, not to be divided with the gallery because that's for my supplies. And that's always, that's worked out well. I also give the client the right of refusal. If they really don't like it, I will just do something else with it. And I don't send in progress photos unless I really have a question. So, and I did, I know we're running out of time here, but I did promise to tell yeah, a if, story. Yeah, go ahead and tell your story. <laughs> we, we got time. Okay. Because this, it, it kind of involves that feeling, some of the downsides of this whole process where you can feel like somebody's looking over your shoulder um, and someone specific, not just vague someone that we all feel in the studio, but this person, uh, and you need to please them. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of pressure and stress to that. I'll just say that a fear of, of failing and fear of judgment. So um, anyway, I, I had a commission from a couple and they they told me the size. They told me they sent me several pictures of older work and said these are the colors and this is the style. So, okay. It wasn't that much older at the time. It was it was still something I was interested in working with. And I took it all to heart and I did a painting that I thought was fit all the guidelines, you know. <laughs> I I delivered it to them personally and I brought it into their house and they propped it up on their mantelpiece. And then there was this dead silence. <laughs> like, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of waiting for, Oh, that's beautiful. Or wow. You know, we, we want to hear this at this point. And there was silence. And finally they're kind of looking at each other and they said, well, we don't really like that. It's so orange. <laughs> I thought, yeah, but that's what you told me to do. <laughs> Cause I, I was, basically this on there, basically their color examples. And I, I recognized the paint color that was in the examples that they had sent me. So, and I used it. And I really had a moment where I didn't know what to do. And I thought, do I just say, okay, fine and leave? <laughs> or do I try to take this another step? And in the moment, I decided I would take it to another step. And I said, well, if I were to change the color or shift the color, what would you prefer? And they talked a little bit and said, well, probably some more bright reds and bright blues. <laughs> okay. And I just said, well, I will take the painting back. I'll work on it some more. I'll send you a picture. And if at that point you don't like it, let's just say this is over. And they agreed. And so 
It really actually didn't take that much. I tweaked it a little bit. I sent it to them and the picture, and they said, fine. And but they never expressed any enthusiasm for it. It was like, okay, that'll do, you know. <laughs> and I, even though it was it was a personally arranged commission, it went directly to me, and so it was good money. I never felt good about it. I just I just ended up wondering if they actually liked it or what was going on there, you know. And I I felt kind of bad about it. So that's why I said earlier in the podcast, I don't necessarily enjoy personally negotiating with people. Um, although if they're, if they're happy and appreciative, it's fine. <laughs> so those are kind of, I, had, I have two stories of personally arranged commissions, one of which was happy and one not particularly so. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have, maybe we can end on a personal story where it went a little bit better. Oh, well, the the one for MD Anderson, that's the other big one I've had. Okay. And that, you know, the, there were two actually, and they were quite specific. And the second one I did was for five large paintings that were based on small paintings. And so it was really a challenge. But I pulled it off. I was really happy with it. They were happy with it. And they sent me pictures of it hanging in this public space. So uh, that was a good story. Okay. That's probably <laughs> a better place to end. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I just think, you know, it's kind of to wrap it up. There everybody who does these probably has good and bad stories, you know. And uh just to kind of go into it with your eyes wide open about about it and to figure out what what you want out of it and what what you feel good about. Sometimes you you have to have a few bad experiences to know. <laughs> so it's a mixed bag, but you've you've had overall positive experiences yes, I, I'm and totally, there's a reason why you continue to do commissions yes, i would i'm totally open to them actually i'm not somebody who says no um i would like i like them but i know that they can have that they can be a little touchy at times <laughs> and i i also know a lot of artists who are very happy doing a lot of commissions and work a lot on commissions so all right, well, that about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. You can find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as public profiles for both Rebecca Kroll and myself, Ross Tickner. Please make sure to check out squeegeepress.com, as well as www.rebeccacroll.com, and sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, and leave us a rating and a review. Remember to share the show with friends and family and anyone who you think will enjoy it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. In the meantime, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>